Hare Krishna, my dear devotees. <clears throat> Welcome back to the daily readings of Śrīla Prabhupāda's books. Right here in the haven, which is in Kent, in Hythe, Kent, southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. Today we're blessed on this sixth day of Kartik to have our landlord and Prince of Hythe here with us, Radharaman Prabhu Hare Krishna. So nice to have you with us. He's spending more time in London, uh, keeping the show together as the temple president. Um, Tolmora is visiting India. <clears throat> we hope you're all having a wonderful Kartik. Srimad <coughs> Bhagavata Mahima Stotram from Sri Krishna Lila Stava by Srila Sanatana Goswami. Is the seventh obeisance meant to be offered to Krishna's Vrindavan Lila? And because we get Vrindavan Lila from Srimad Bhagavatam, this is a obeisance to the Srimad Bhagavatam. It goes like this. Sarva Shastri Dipi Yusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kali Twandodita Ditya, Sri Krishna Parivartita. O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya. Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madeka Bando Matsangin Madguro man mahadana, manistadagamat bhagya, mad anandanamostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu sadhuta dayin. Atini chochata kada Hanamuchagadachin mam Prem narit kanta yokspura O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om namo bhagavate vasudivaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So we reach the 19th chapter of the 4th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam King Prithu is chasing Indra who has stolen the horse for his 100th horse sacrifice. <clears throat> and the priest said, don't worry, we're going to have an oblation which will kill Indra, no problem. And just as they were going to put the oblations in the fire, Lord Brahma shows up. And He's convincing uh, Prithu Maharaj not to continue 
with his 100th horse sacrifice. He said, it's not very important for you. We're beginning with text 38. <clears throat> Lord Brahma is speaking. <clears throat> o protector of the people in general, people consider, please consider the purpose of your being incarnated by Lord Vishnu. The irreligious principles created by Indra are but mothers of so many unwanted religions. Please, therefore, stop these imitations immediately. Purport. Lord Brahma addresses King Prithu as Prajapate, just to remind him of his great responsibility in maintaining the peace and prosperity of the citizens. Maharaj Prithu was empowered by the Supreme Personality of Godhead for this purpose only. It is the duty of the ideal king to see that people are properly executing religious principles. Lord Brahma especially requested King Prithu to conquer the pseudo-religious principles produced by King Indra. In other words, it is the duty of the state or king to put a stop to pseudo-religious systems produced by unscrupulous persons. Originally, a religious principle is one, given by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and it comes through the channel of disciplic succession in two forms. Lord Brahma requested Prithu Maharaj to desist from his unnecessary competition with Indra, who was determined to stop Prithu Maharaj from completing 100 yagyas. Instead of creating adverse reactions, it was better for Maharaj Prithu to stop the yagyas in the interest of his original purpose as an incarnation. The purpose was to establish good government and set things in the right order. Text 39 The great sage Maitreya continued, When King Prithu was thus advised by the supreme teacher, Lord Brahma, he abandoned his eagerness to perform yagyas and with great affection concluded a peace with King Indra. Text 40 After this, Prithu Maharaj took his bath, which is customarily taken after the performance of a yagya, and received the benedictions and due blessings of the demigods, who were very pleased by his glorious activities. Purport Yagya means Lord Vishnu. For all yagya is meant to please the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Vishnu. Since the demigods automatically become very pleased with the performance of sacrifice, they bestow benediction upon the executors of yagyas. When one pours water on the root of the tree, the branches, tw trunk, twigs, flowers, and leaves are all satisfied. Similarly, when one gives food to the stomach, all parts of the body are rejuvenated. In the same way, if one simply satisfies Lord Vishnu by the performance of yagya, one satisfies all the demigods automatically. In turn, the demigods offered their benedictions to such a devotee. A pure devotee, therefore, does not ask benedictions directly from the demigods. His only business is to serve the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Thus, he is never in need of those things supplied by the demigods. Text 41 With great respect, the original king, Prithu, 
offered all kinds of rewards to the brahmanas present at the sacrifice. Since all these brahmanas were very much satisfied, they gave their heartfelt blessings to the king. Text 42 All, this, all the great sages and brahmanas said, O mighty king, by your invitation, all classes of living entities have attended this assembly. They have come from Pitriloka and the heavenly planets, and great sages, as well as common men, have attended this meeting. Now all of them are very much satisfied by your dealings and your charity towards them. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports of the fourth canto, 19th chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam entitled King Prithu's 100 Horse Sacrifices. All glories to Prithu Maharaj and all of his glories, but especially his glory of being submissive to the authority of the universe, Lord Brahma, and making peace with King Indra. Hare Krishna. So that concludes the first volume of the first canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. And we're going to move on to the second volume and begin chapter 20. Lord Vishnu's appearance in the sacrificial arena of Maharaj Prithu. <clears throat> Text 1 The great sage Maitreya continued, My dear Vidura, being very much satisfied by the performance of 99 horse sacrifices, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Vishnu, appeared on the scene. Accompanying him was King Indra. Lord Vishnu then began to speak. Text 2 Lord Vishnu, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, said, My dear King Prithu, Indra, the King of Heaven, has disturbed your execution of 100 sacrifices. Now he has come with me to be forgiven by you. Therefore, excuse him. Purport. In this verse, the word Atmanam is very significant. It is a custom among yogis and jnanis to address one another or even an ordinary man as oneself. For a transcendentalist never accepts a living being to be the body. Since the individual self is part and parcel of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the self and the super-self are qualitatively non-different. As the next verse will explain, the body is only a superficial covering and consequently an advanced transcendentalist will not make a, a distinction between oneself and another. Text 3 O King, one who is advanced in intelligence and eager to perform welfare activities for others is considered best amongst human beings. An advanced human being is never malicious to others. Those with advanced intelligence are always conscious that this material body is different from the soul. Purport In daily life, we find that when a madman commits murder, he is excused even by a high court judge. The idea is that a living entity is always pure because he is part and parcel of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. When he falls into the clutches of material energy, he becomes a victim of the three modes of material nature. Indeed, whatever he does 
he does under the influence of material nature. As stated in Bhagavad Gita 5.14 Nakartvitvam nakarmani lokasya srijuti prabhuhu nakarma palasam yogam svabhavastu pravartate The embodied spirit, master of the city of his body, does not create activities nor, nor does he induce people to act, nor does he create the fruits of action. All this is enacted by the modes of material nature. Actually, the, the living entity or soul does not do anything. Everything is done under the influence of the modes of material nature. When a man is diseased, the symptoms of the disease become a source of all kinds of pain. Those who are advanced in transcendental consciousness or Krishna consciousness are never envious, neither of the soul nor of the activities of the soul under the influence of material nature. Advanced transcendentalists are called sudhiya. Sudhi means intelligence. One who is both devoted, excuse me, sudhi means intelligence. Sudhi means highly advanced and sudhi means devotee. One who is both devoted and highly advanced in intelligence does not take action against the soul or the body. If there is any discrepancy, he forgives. It is said that forgiveness is equality of those who are advancing in spiritual knowledge. Text 4 If a personality like you, who were so much advanced because of executing the instructions of the previous acharyas, is carried away by the influence of my material energy, then all your advancement may be considered simply a waste of time. Purport In this verse, the word vridha sevaya is very significant. Vridha means old. Sevaya means by service. Perfect knowledge is acquired from the acharyas or liberated souls. No one can be perfect in knowledge without being trained by the parampara system. Prithu Maharaj was completely trained in that line. Therefore, he did not deserve to be considered an ordinary man. An ordinary man who has only a conception of bodily existence is always bewildered by the modes of material nature. Text 5. Those who are full in knowledge of the bodily conception of life, who know that this body is composed of nations, desires, and activities resulting from illusion, do not become addicted to the body. Purport As stated in a previous verse, those with good intellect, sudhiya, do not accept themselves to be the body. Being a creation of nations, the body has two types of activities. In the bodily conception, when we think that sense gratification will help us, we are in illusion. Another kind of illusion is to think that one will become happy by trying to satisfy the desires that arise from the illusory body or by attaining elevation to the higher planetary systems, or by performing various types of Vedic rituals. This is all illusion. Similarly, material activities performed for political emancipation and social and humanitarian activities performed with the idea 
that the people of the world will, will be happy are also illusory because the basic principle is the bodily conception which is illusory. Whatever we desire or perform under the bodily conception is all illusion. In other words, Lord Vishnu informed Prithu Maharaj that although the sacrificial performances set an example for ordinary people, there was no need for such sacrificial performances as far as his personal self was concerned. As confirmed in Bhagavad Gita 2.48 Trigunya Vishaya Veda Nishtrigunyo Bhavarjana Nirdvandvo Nityasatvasto Nir Yoga Chema Atmavan The Vedas deal mainly with the subject of the three modes of material nature. Rise above these modes, O Arjuna. Be transcendental to all of them. Be free from all dualities and from all anxieties for gain and safety and be established in the Self. The ritualistic performances recommended in the Vedas mainly depend on the three modes of material nature. Consequently, Arjuna was advised to transcend the Vedic activities. The activities Arjuna was advised to perform were the transcendental activities of devotional service. Text 6 How can a highly learned person who has absolutely no affinity for the bodily conception of life be affected by the bodily conception in regard to house, children, wealth, and similar other bodily productions. Purport The Vedic ritualistic ceremonies are certainly meant to please the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Vishnu. However, by such activities one does not factually satisfy the Lord. Rather, with the sanction of the Lord, one tries to satisfy one's own senses. In other words, materialists who are especially interested in sense gratification are given permission or license to enjoy sense gratification by executing the Vedic ritualistic ceremonies. That is called Trigunya Vishaya Veda. The Vedic performances are based on the three modes of material nature. Those who are elevated above the material condition are not at all interested in such Vedic performances. Rather, they are interested in the higher duties of transcendental loving service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Such devotional service is called Nistrigunya. Devotional service to the Lord has nothing to do with the material, the material conception of bodily comfort. Text 7 The individual soul is one, pure, self-effulgent, and, and though devoid of material qualities, the reservoir of all good qualities, all-pervading, not covered by matter, that witness of all activities is completely distinct from other living entities and transcendental to all embodied souls. Purport In the previous verse, two significant words are used. Asam Sakta, meaning without attachment, and Buddha meaning fully cognizant of everything. By full cognizant, it is meant that one should know about his constitutional position. I'll read that again. By full cognizance, it is meant that one should know about his own constitutional position as well as the position of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. According to Sri Vishwanath 
Chakrabarti Thakur. In this verse, Lord Vishnu is describing himself or the Paramatma. The Paramatma is always distinguished from the embodied soul as well as the material world. Therefore, he has been described as Para. That Para, or Supreme Personality of Godhead, is Eka, meaning one. The Lord is one, whereas the conditioned souls embodied within the material world exist in many varieties of form. There are demigods, human beings, animals, trees, birds, bees, and so forth. Thus, the living entities are not eka, but many. As confirmed in the Vedas, nityo nityanam chetanas chetananam kata upanishad 2.2.13 The living entities, who are many and who are entangled in this material world, are not pure. However, the Supreme Personality of Godhead is pure and detached. Due to being covered by the material body, the living entities are not self-effulgent. But the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Paramatma, is self-effulgent. The living entities, being contaminated by the modes of material nature, are called Saguna, whereas Paramatma, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is Nirguna, not being under the influence of the material modes. The living entities being encaged in material qualities are Gunashrita, whereas the Supreme Personality of Godhead is Gunashraya. The conditioned soul's vision is covered by material contamination. Therefore, he cannot see the cause of his actions. Again, the conditioned soul's vision is covered by material, by, by material contamination. Therefore, he cannot see the cause of his actions and he cannot see his past lives. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, not being covered by a material body, is the witness of all the activities of a living entity. But both of them, the living entity and the Paramatma, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, are Atma, or Spirit. They are one in quality, yet they are different in so many ways, especially in regard to the six opulences the Supreme Personality of Godhead has in full. Full knowledge means that the, the Jiva Atma, the living entity, must know both his position and the Supreme's position. That is full knowledge. Text 8. Although one within the material nature, one who is thus situated in full knowledge, again, although within the material nature, one who is thus situated in full knowledge of the Paramatma and Atma is never affected by the modes of material nature, for he is always situated in my transcendental loving service. Purport. When the Supreme Personality of Godhead appears in this material world, he is not affected by the modes of material nature. Similarly, those who are always connected with the Supreme Personality of Godhead, even though they be within the material body or the material world, are not affected by the material qualities. That is explained very nicely in Bhagavad Gita 14. 26. Mam bhakti yogena sevate salgonan samati chaitan brahmabhuyaya kalpate. One who is unflinchingly 
engaged in the devotional service of the Lord surpasses the material qualities and attains Brahman realization. In this connection, Srila Rupa Goswami says that if a person is always engaged in the service of the Lord with his body, words, and mind, he is to be considered liberated, although living in the material world. Text 9 The Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Vishnu, continued, My dear King Prithu, when one is situated in his occupational duty, engages in my when one situated in his occupational duty engages in my loving service without motive for material gain, he gradually becomes very satisfied within. Purport. This verse is also confirmed by the Vishnu Purana. Occupational duties are known as Varnashram Dharma and apply to the four divisions of material and spiritual life, namely Brahmana, Chatriya, Vaishya and Shudra, and Brahmacharya, Grihastha, Vanaprastha and Sanyas. If one works according to the Varnasham Dharma system and does not desire fruity results, he gets satisfaction gradually. Discharging one's occupational duty as a means of rendering devotional service unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead is the ultimate goal of life. Bhagavad Gita confirms this as the process of karma yoga. In other words, one should act, we, sh we should act only for the satisfaction and service of the Lord. Otherwise, we will be entangled by the resultant actions. Everyone is situated in his occupational duty, but the purpose of material occupations should not be material gain. Rather, everyone should offer the results of his occupational activities. A brahmana especially should execute his occupational duties not for material gain, but to please the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Chatriya, Vaishya and Shudra should work in a similar way. In this material world, everyone is engaged in various professional and occupational duties. But the purpose of such activities should be to please the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Devotional service is very simple and anyone can adopt it. Let one remain where he is. Let one remain what he is. He need only, he need only install the deity of the Supreme Lord in his house. The deity may be Radha Krishna or Lakshmi Narayana. There are many other forms of the Lord. In this way, a Brahmana, Chatriya, Vaishya or Shudra can worship the deity with the results of his honest labor. Regardless of one's occupational duty, one should adopt the devotional means of hearing, chanting, remembering, worshipping, offering everything to the Lord and engaging in His service. In this way, one can very easily engage himself in the service of the Lord. When the Lord is pleased with one's service, one's mission in life is fulfilled. And that brings us to 8.40, Hare Krishna, ending this sixth day of the, I think it's the sixth day. Yeah. We'll start tomorrow uh, with text 10 and hear more about what the Supreme Personality of Godhead instructed Prithu Maharaj. Hare Krishna. And we will patiently wait for the reflections of the assembled devotees. Hare Krishna.
Yeah, first is from Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. Jai Guru Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Happy to connect with your beehive once again. <laughs> Hare Krishna. From Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Yes, Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Jai Maharaj. Hare Krishna. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and Sriman Bhagavatam. Jai Ho to all the hearers. Yes, glories to the hearers especially. That's Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami's conclusion of the Chaitanya Charitamrita. He glorifies the listeners, worships them. Hare Krishna. Yes, Sarvagya. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisance to you. It is yesterday's question, Maharaj. How to deal with ego? Can I use my ego for Krishna's service or or could I stop my ego? But we could understand in the material world we cannot stop anything. Just we can use everything for the Lord's service. So how to do that, Maharaj? Please enlighten me, Maharaj. There's two egos. One of them is false ego and the one of the one of them is real ego. As long as we are identifying with the body, we are in false ego. Whoever we are, wherever we are, whatever we're doing, if we're in identifying with the body, we are in false ego. Therefore, we think we're American, we're English, we're Indian, we're this, we're that, whatever. The, the, the real ego is, the, is, is when we have the conception that we are not the body, that we are a spiritual being. And by applying the knowledge that we are given by Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita, when we actually apply it to ourselves and consider it deeply and agree to act uh, with character uh, under the guidance of the instructions of Krishna, then we think, and we naturally think that we are actually devotees of Krishna. We don't think that we're American or Indian or this or that or the other thing. Of course, we still have conditional duties, even though we may be... Uh, thinking we're servants of Krishna, we still get our passports in order to be able to go to India and go on pilgrimage or travel and preach or whatever. But we don't think of ourselves as the body. We don't think of ourselves as an upadi. Sarvopadi vinir muktam tatpanat vena nirmalam rishikena rishikesha Sevanam, Bhaktir, Uchate. We think of ourselves as servants of the master of the senses, Rishikesh, Krishna. And then as soon as we think like that, actually think like that, Krishna from within the heart is pleased and he explains to us from within, through the super soul, how to come to him how to engage in pure devotional service. And there's no other way than pure devotional service. Bhaktiyamam abhijanati yavanyas chasmi tatpadaha Only by pure devotional service can we know Krishna as he is, as he was standing before Arjuna. So by performing the nine processes of devotional service without desire for material sense gratification but for the satisfaction of Krishna then we attain this stage of free, being free from false ego and being identified with our real ego as a servant of Krishna. Hare Krishna. Is it, is it okay? Sarvagya says, wow, very nice, Maharaj. I like to be real ego. 
I will follow Maharaj what you say. Hey, well, thanks. And from Anandamurti? Yes, Anandamurti. Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you so much for reading Srimad Bhagavatam every day. It is my extreme pleasure. No one can, I don't know, imagine how happy we become by reading the Srimad Bhagavatam for the devotees every day. I'm addicted. Prabhupada said we must become as addicted to devotional activities as the, as the materialists are addicted to intoxication. Hare Krishna. Such a wonderful story, huh? How Prita Maharaj was able to give up this uh, because he was the king of the earth and Indra was acting out of order and he could have killed him but rather than killing him he forgave him This is the symptom of a great soul. Hare Krishna. This is from Ananda Murti. Yes, Ananda Murti. Mamcha Yogya Bicharena Bhakti Yogi Sevate Sogunan Samati Taitan One who is unflinchingly engaged in the devotional service of the Lord surpasses the material qualities and attains Brahman realization. In this connection, Srila Rupa Goswami says that if a person is always engaged in the service of the Lord with his body, words, and mind, he is to be considered liberated, although living in the material world. This quotation is very nice. Thank you so much, Maharaj. Yesterday, one Krishna book distributed after duty. Last three days, we attended the Indian festival and distributed many books. People are very attracted by Srila Prabhupada's books naturally. Thank you so much. Thank you for distributing Srila Prabhupada's books to the fallen conditioned souls. It makes you very dear to Srila Prabhupada, very dear to Lord Chaitanya and all our previous acharyas. You're setting a very good example. Please continue. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Thank you for your daily readings. I found broadly two themes ran through today's readings and purports. One, verse 425, those who are in full knowledge of the bodily conception of life who know that this body is composed of nascents, desires and activities resulting from illusion, do not become addicted to the, to the body. 2. The Supreme Personality of Godhead Lord Vishnu continued, My dear King Prithu, when one situated in his occupational duty engages in my loving service without motive for material gain, he gradually becomes very satisfied within. We need to constantly... That's the end of the quote. We need to constantly drill into our mind that we are not the body and act accordingly. These daily readings of the purports help us to remember. Daily readings key to our... <clears throat> yes, this was Srila Prabhupada's mission. He conceived of it. 
even before, well before he came to the, to, to the Western world to spread Krishna consciousness all over the world. He was preaching it to everyone he talked to in India to, to teach the world that we're not the body and that human life is meant to serve the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This is our real duty, it's our occupation, it's our real occupation, it's our constitutional position, and we can't be happy in any other way. So Prabhupada's mission was to make everyone in the world happy. What it, what a elevated ambition. We can't even think of it. We can't even imagine it. What it would be like to have that as our goal in life. Hare Krishna, thank you very much. And from Bhakti Rupa? Yes, Bhakti Rupa. Thank you, Maharaj. Tonight I heard that we have to understand that attaining our material desires won't ever make us happy. <laughs> the essence of life. Yes, thank you. And from Rati Manjari? Yes, Rati. Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. I have one small gem. I was drawing while listening, and so I do not know the exact place where it is found. But I heard the point that someone, was it Prithu Maharaj, had become advanced by following the instructions of the previous Acharyas? I think so, yes. You remember in the beginning of the pastime, when when he was first coronated and all the assembled auspicious personalities began to uh, offer him praise. He At first he rejected it because he said, if you praise someone before they've actually done something, then it actually becomes an insult. So, read again what she said about Prithu Maharaj. But I heard the point that someone, was it Prithu Maharaj, had become advanced by following the instructions of the previous Acharyas? I don't, do you remember? I don't remember if it was Prithu it, it was. I remember also, I don't remember if it was Prithu Maharaj she was talking about. Probably was. Yeah. Mahajano Yenagata Sapanta. So even the personalities of Godhead, the Shakti avatars, empowered living beings, they give credit to the previous Acharyas. They never take credit from themselves. And in this way they develop the perfect service attitude. And therefore they are properly situated. Hare Krishna. Um, hmm. If a personality like you, who is so much advanced because of executing the instructions of the previous acharyas, is carried away by the influence of my material energy, then all your advancement may consider, be considered simply a waste of time. Read it again. What what verse is it? Four twenty four. If a personality like you, who are so much advanced because of executing the instructions of the previous... There it is, right there. That's Brahma speaking to Prithu, saying, if a person like you, who is so much advanced at following the previous Acharyas, then... Um, is carried away by the influence of my material energy and all your advancement may be considered simply a waste of time. So he's saying there that he's, he's congratulating Prithu Maharaj for agreeing not to perform that last hundred uh, horse sacrifice and allowing India, Indra to maintain his false prestige and false position. So that humility uh, is being praised 
and that humility is gained by following in the footsteps of the previous Acharyas. Correct. Hare Krishna. She also commented, I thought that it is a very nice point which we should remember that any advancement which we may have gained comes from following the instructions of the Acharyas. I pray to remember that and to always continue to try to follow the instructions I have received, and whenever I receive appreciation, to pass it on to those whom, nur whom have nourished me, including you. And then she said, yes, that was it. Thank you, Radharaman Prabhu, for bringing up the whole point. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. And from Subarao. Subarao. In this context of discussion of bodily concept of misidentification, I remember this verse from Bhagavad Gita. Indriyani paranyahur, indriyabhyak paranmanaha, manasastu parabudhir, yobude paratastu saha. The working senses are superior to dull matter. Mind is higher than the senses. Intelligence is still higher than the mind. And he, the soul, is even higher than the intelligence. Yes, and the next verse says that therefore knowing oneself to be transcendental to the mind and the intent body and the senses one should steady oneself by spiritual strength and Krishna consciousness and determined intelligence and conquer the enemy of lust. Hare Krishna. Everything is meant to be used in the service of the Lord. If we try to use things in the service of our senses, it is lust. If we try to use the same things for the pleasure of the senses of the Lord, then it is love. And that's what everybody's looking for. Love. Everyone's looking for real love. But real love doesn't exist anywhere except in the spiritual world or in the place where persons, devotees, pure devotees, are serving the Supreme Personality of Godhead purely. Hare Krishna. And I thank you all very much for these wonderful Kartik uh, reflections and hearing of the Srimad Bhagavatam, which is gradually, verse by verse, purport by purport, taking us to the tenth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Gaur Premanandi ki jai, Samabeda Bhaktivinda ki jai. See it tomorrow night, same time, same place, same topic, the ongoing pastimes of Pritu Maharaj, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. See you tomorrow. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.